What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we got another good week for you. We're going to talk the national championship game for basketball. We're going to talk a little uh, NFL free agency trade moves. We're going to talk some baseball because baseball is back. And, of course, we're going to talk about Paul Pierce doing idiot Paul Pierce things and getting fired from ESPN. But let's start with uh, the game last night, national championship. Baylor just absolutely manhandling Gonzaga from start to finish. I mean, there was not a minute where Gonzaga had a chance to take this game. I mean, Baylor just, from the get-go, I think they went up, what, like 11-2? to two? Yeah, it was wire-to-wire yeah. wire finish or wire-to-wire yeah. wire win, right? They never had I a mean, lead. That's yeah, it's just crazy, and I we, I mean we talked about how hard it is to go undefeated in college basketball, and just like Kentucky, not too long ago they yeah, get there. Say, and think they about lose. how how like dominant the last two teams to come into that game were, and they didn't win. You know, yeah. I think I think I just think it's 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 really so hard. Like I know people aren't gonna want to give um, you know Gonzaga you know, slack, but, you know, like someone was like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Like the lack of effort or perceived effort, you know, not that it's, you know, not that they didn't want it. It obviously looked like Baylor wanted more, but, I mean, you know, you got to consider that UCLA game. Like that UCLA game took every ounce of them, um, it, you know, going to overtime, starters playing, you know, Suggs playing nearly every minute. And, you know, just the grind of the tournament, really. I know they have long, lots of days off, but, you know, the grind of the season, you know, 30, you know, I'm sure after every win, it just, you know, it keeps on, you know, can they do it one more? Can they do it one more? Baylor, you know, surely looks like they are the better team. They're more athletic. They're more dynamic. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, this was really good. Baylor, Gonzaga looked tired. They didn't look, they look like, they looked like they're pretty done. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if 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 they if they played again, you know, I I would say, you know, Baylor probably wins like seven out of ten times. I would think. Like, I think Gonzaga wouldn't have not have a shot. But you I know, mean, I they had that, that game canceled too, like the fourth or fifth game of the season. Yeah, got they canceled did. between them. So it's like, who knows if Gonzaga would have even been undefeated if they had to play Baylor during the regular season? Yeah, but you can't assume that they'd lose because oh they no, were, definitely they were favored not. in this game. As much as people I'm hearing people say nine, to, ten times out of ten Baylor would win. I'm like, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm like, they were five point underdogs. Like, like people need to like. I think it's a lot more about giving Baylor credit, like redemption. You know, they got it taken away from the last year. Um, you know, I, they just looked, they looked exhausted. They looked exhausted. You know, athletically at the wing, they they really had them, their guard play. And once Suggs had two fouls, it was over. Once they took him out, I don't know why they took him out also. Like, they took him out, I would not have done that. Like, this is the championship game. Like, if you're fouling out, you're fouling out, dude. Like, yeah. like I need you in every play. Like, you are the number one pick, and I don't think there should be even a debate at this point. Personally, I don't think there should be a debate. I think Suggs... Floor to floor, um, you know, just the type of leader he is, the polished player he is, the athleticism. I think he's the number one pick. You can't take him off. I know it was he had two fouls in like three or four minutes, something like that. I don't know how you can take him off the court. I, I, I'm playing him every minute because think about it. You play him every minute. If if he fouls out, and you're if anyways. he fouls out, he's done anyway. So if you're taking him out, it's already like he's fouling out for those minutes. I don't. That's where. I don't understand the That's logic like a, from these. That's like an age-old debate. Uh, is like the, the, obviously the conventional wisdom is you take you, a guy gets two fouls early, you take him out, whether it's the NBA or college. But when you re-examine it, that you know there have been studies done that it's actually more valuable to keep him in and because you're if doing he's, if he's you're a doing top what player, you're in fear of you're doing exactly. what you're in fear of losing. You're taking him, him out so, of the game anyways, yeah. and it's like you the idea is you're taking him out so you have him for more crucial times for later in the game. Time. But all the but, points count the same. Exactly, but all the, the points argument matter. is you won't all you won't matter, need him totally. in crunch time because you'll you're have up. you'll you're you'll be winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, it, I just yeah, I don't I I when you logically analyze like that, I agree. It's it's silly and. Especially when it's a do or die championship game, like more so than ever, you got. It's like throw. It's like throwing your your ace who pitched game six, yeah, out of the bullpen in game seven for an inning. 
Yeah, why you know? why wouldn't you just go for it? See what he's got. See what he's got. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's and odd. that's even because it's like there's no tomorrow. You know. Yeah. What? I mean, Gonzaga looked like the best team for most of this tournament, and then it seemed like ever since Baylor, with ten minutes left against Villanova, Baylor turned it on against Villanova, and from then on they were completely dominant. And it's kind of like against the UCLA game with Gonzaga. It's like, is this really good UCLA? Is this bad Gonzaga? May have been a little bit tired, a little bit, you know, exhausted from the whole season. Gonzaga didn't play their best game at all, and UCLA played the perfect game of their life. Um, yeah, yeah that UCLA game was score like that. crazy. That game was insane. When UCLA tied was... it up with three seconds left, I was like, double OT. I was like, they're probably going to win if this goes to double OT. I mean, they were they were pushing Gonzaga, and then yeah. just that that shot by Suggs was insane. That's the that's the worst part about Gonzaga losing. Jalen Suggs' shot in the Final Four goes from Doesn't an all-time yeah. legendary moment to like. I still oh, yeah, think it's, I still think that? it's I still think it's a legendary moment because I still still think the fact that it's in a Final Four will put it in that category. Um, like I think this Gonzaga team is being remembered regardless because we got to this point and like like similar to the Kentucky team. But yeah, it obviously wouldn't. Um, it obviously but like wouldn't. I think that if if you if they go on to win, uh, that's right behind Jenkins' game winner for the Natty in terms of biggest shots in in NCAA tournament history. It, it, you know, yeah, you could argue Jordan's shot to win when he's a freshman with UNC, but like you know, it was an eighteen foot jumper and he yeah. was kind of wide open. Um, so you know, yeah, if this was a finals game, of course it would be the shot. It would be the. Oh, I mean, if if that yeah, if that was to win the championship, that that's better than Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is. The Jenkins play like the difficulty of the shot wasn't even that hard. It was just a perfect. It was just obviously a buzzer beater, perfectly executed. It was a Dak, perfect you know, play. Perfect, like you just like I remember. Oh, like we'll get a toss up three from reaching out. Oh, he just lays it right up to him, and he's like, oh, thank you. There, I'll take this. Our best three point shooter. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, beautifully I, designed play, and I, it was a pretty play to look at. That yeah, play. and I just think that game really helps how we look at the tournament, though, um, because we didn't have buzzer beaters. We didn't. We, we didn't. didn't. I mean, so like we you needed watched, that. Like, like one shining moment this year. I watched it this morning. I missed it live, and it was just there's no buzzer beaters. You know, there was the, yeah, it, Suggs like, was it. And, and, you know, I'm waiting the whole time, and usually it's like buzzer beater after buzzer beater after buzzer beater, and there's just there yeah. was literally none. I thought this was a really good tournament um, because we had a lot of early upsets and we had a lot of chalk late. I don't think it was an amazing tournament, but I think it was a really good tournament. Um, and I you do had too. The, I, I think you had the that. two best teams there, which is great to see. You had the two best teams there and probably the better team winning. Um, I know it's like easy to say Baylor was the best team when they won by so much, but um, who knows? Earlier in the year, maybe Gonzaga, you know, kicks their ass earlier on in the year. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, to me, I think that's a that's a ten, ten matchups. I think they go five and five or six and yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you could like yeah, it could be. I'd probably lean a little bit. People are saying, oh yeah, they're clearly hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, like you know, obviously everybody's they, a fucking Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, you know? like yeah. I mean, they won by sixteen. Uh, obviously, like like dude, like you're gonna say that, but people overreact. I mean, they got off to such a hot start. Thought it was a really good tournament. Like I said. Um, I'm so thankful we had it. Hopefully next year it's full go fans in the stands, even crazier. Cause that was a little bit missed as well. You know, Yeah. not to be a Debbie downer, but it, you know, the, the, the spark, the, what's the word for it? The, uh, the buzz isn't the same. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know what I, I, I do like is the, uh, the idea of playing it in one location. I know it kind of takes it away and it's like cool to have it all around happening all around the country at times. And like it, it's cool from a, um, a viewer, a TV viewer standpoint, cause you don't really know, you know, you're like, whether they're playing in Dayton or Tallahassee or fucking Sacramento, yeah. like you, it's all the same to you when you're watching on TV. But I, I, it just must've been a really cool atmosphere to have it all in one place in India yeah. and, I'm sure it would have been even better. Obviously, it would have been even better if there was fans, and you know there would have been so much fanfare around it. Like, 
when you when you have like the Super Bowl or the MLB All Star Game somewhere, like an event that just happens over a few days or a week somewhere, there's so much like fanfare and events and and things for the you know the community to make money on and businesses to thrive. Like it just, I think it's something they should at least revisit the possibility of in the future. I, I wouldn't want that many... for selfish reasons because I want to go to a game. I want to go to a game, but yeah. yeah I, well, yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, there was supposed to be Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games at MSG this year. If uh, Yeah, if, if, we, if we do this if we do this one Mecca as MSG, I don't know if that'd be possible. I'd be all in. No. Yeah, but yeah, New, uh, like that's the thing. New York wouldn't be able to, I don't think it would be a place you can have it you know that you could but then you're gonna have it at msg you're gonna have it in brooklyn you're gonna have it at at rutgers you're gonna have it at st john's like it's yeah yeah they're all in new york but like or you know surrounding areas but like they're not really like i just think for the i think i think the geographic reason i like it because you can go to it all over you know like fans wise like you can all that's what i think is the reason i'd i would be in favor of that but there's an argument for having it all one space and the buzz that creates it but but yeah, I'd like to go to a game eventually. Whether two it's years at- ago, well, when it got canceled, they were supposed to be the first two rounds were supposed to be in uh, Hartford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hartford's be- a destination. MSG, yeah. you got you know. That is the benefit. It gets like smaller cities and and towns right. to uh, the chance to participate and host something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's but yeah, it was a really good tournament. Um, we had some we had some great personal personal play guys like Suggs, guys like butler guys like davia mitchell is butler a junior now and he's not coming out is that what uh, was he... i would be stunned if he's not coming out he's, he's yeah, projected I mean, late lottery um yeah i, I mean i'm sure he's helped he wouldn't his, come out i'm sure he's helped his draft stock i mean kispert had a rough night last night um yeah, watching kispert last night like i don't know how he's gonna be in the league like it's hard to tell with these guys like if he pans out in a perfect world, he's Gordon Hayward, I think. Yeah, I mean, that I think that's be, kind of what people are thinking. You uh, know, he's like, I mean, he's projected top ten right now. He is, but then it's like, and it's like athletically, is he there? Because going against these guard, going against these guys, it looks like, you know, from a small sample size, it's like, you know, this is the talent you're gonna see in the, you know, guard wise, this is the talent you're gonna see Butler, Teague, Mitchell. These are NBA talents. I mean, he's getting blocked by Vitali, the little. Charles Barkley wannabe, like this dude six five blocking his shots. The, I call him the doofus. Him and his yeah. pointy nose, uh, doofus. He uh, he's a great story actually. He's twenty four years old and he came back and 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 you know he got the he got the chip. But um, you know other from the guard play though, these guys are staying with them, blocking his shots. You know, so it's like it's like the Grayson Allen thing. It's like, are you athletic enough to play? Grayson Allen's more of a shooter also. Like, oh, not that Kisper isn't a shooter, but Kisper has a little bit more off the bounce. I hope he, I, mean, I maybe hope he's he a JJ Redick, well. you know, kind of just really smart player who shoots. Maybe he's got a beautiful yeah. shot. I mean, JJ Redick, look, I mean, I'm sure he'd love that. I'm sure he'd love there that. There was a time I mean, in Orlando when people didn't think JJ Redick was going to have that long of a career. And I mean, you know, 15 years later, he's, he's carved out a pretty would, damn nice yeah, career Yeah, people were thinking himself. he was a bust. People were thinking he was a bust. Like he was a sixteen to seventeen point a guy, point per game guy. You know, starting on a finals team. Like clearly, he was a success as yeah. an NBA player. I don't care what anybody. He's a success as an. But early on, it was like he was like labeled as a bust, even though he wasn't. He was just like yeah, a young just, player that know, was he, athletically he not was there. He was expected to be he, what he, he could was, shoot. He was but expected he to be what he was in college, and that's just never what he was going to be in the NBA. Yeah, you know, he was not going to average twenty seven games in the like, NBA. Yeah, busts are like Bennett, Morrison, Kawame Brown. Yeah. Like those are like I know they're really big busts, but those those are like busts. Like yeah, if you're I mean listen, if you're so if you find your way to stay in the league for fifteen plus years, you're not a bust. Let's let let's talk about another guy that some might call a bust, but is no longer your problem now. Um, moving it over oh. to NFL. So Sam Darnold gets traded to the Carolina Panthers for a twenty twenty one sixth rounder. And a second and fourth rounder next year. What do you think? What do we think about Sam as a whole? Do we think he's going to help the Panthers? It looks like he's going to be the starter because the Panthers are allowing Bridgewater to either stay with the team or try and facilitate a trade. So, what do we think? Uh, first thoughts are that I love it. 
because you know how big of a Wilson stan I am. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows with these quarterbacks? Everyone wants to act like a genius, and we know the Leaf and Manning and all these guys. It's it's a crapshoot at the end of the day. You like who you like, and that's your guy. And Wilson's my guy right now. But it'd be Lawrence if I was one, obviously. But um, <laughs> which it should know, have been. You should have been. Yeah, one, but you well, guys are actually, dumb. we were. We were two games away from that. Also, it wasn't if it was one game away, but we we they had the tiebreaker, so we actually had to lose both those games. But um, first off, um, you know, at, you know, we hear a couple months ago, you know, Sam Donald's were the late first from Adam Schefter. I'm like, fuck yeah, get that right now, Steelers do this. Didn't really buy that. I always thought he was worth a second rounder, personally. But like late first, never really bought that. And now as of a week ago, I'm hearing he's worth a third, maybe not even a third, a fourth conditional. I'm like, what? Pump the brakes. How does one's value? And I know the quarterback market has really shrunk and teams have their guys. And that's why I wanted the urgency to trade him. And I thought the pan- I thought the same should have been done with Watson because um, your market's just going to shrink. And I think that's what happened to a degree. But when you get a, a second next year, a, a fourth next year, and a sixth this year, uh, I mean, I'm thrilled with that 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 type of off of you know you're selling a player really low. You're selling a player off a pretty bad year. His I just saw his passer rating was 36th. Okay, I'd lower than Dwayne Haskins, lower than Daniel Jones, lower than Haskins, lower than Alex Smith. The entire Washington football team you lower yeah, than yeah. Dwayne Haskins. So that's a I wanted a second. A second was like a was like a dream scenario for me at this point where we're at. Um, Sam, I like Sam. Sam's a class act. Before I saw him, all of his friends and family throwing him a party. I, I it's not really his fault, but like they're throwing him a party that he's leaving New York. Now I kind of want him to fall on his face, but I wish Sam well. Yeah, they, they were playing it, Panthers funny, music like, and everything. They had Panthers balloons and the whole thing. Yeah, I know. It's it's like I wish Sam well, but not too yeah. well. I guess that's how I'd say it. Um, and I think. The jury's still out on him, like most people. Like I, I, there's so many people that are like, he's garbage. He's the worst quarterback in the league. He could be. I don't think he is personally. I mean, we don't know that. And there's some people that argue that are like, you got fleeced in this trade. I don't know how you look at this deal and say we got fleeced. I don't know. But some people look at him like this. Like Millie looks at him like this ungodly guy, and I'm just like, I don't know what you've been seeing. Like, he had so many tough things to deal with. You know, James and Crowder's best receiver, Gase and. You know, all of the, the coaching changes. And he had such small flashes that gave you hope. But he never really won games for us too frequently. So it's like even if you're in those awful situations, and they were awful situations, from the receivers to the coaching to the management, I get that. But there wasn't enough of, you know, bringing us back in fourth quarter, making these miraculous throws in key moments. There wasn't enough of that to me to say, pick up his tender, 19 million this year and likely at that point you are committing to him to another year because then you can't really trade him as much and you're looking at 25 to 30 million a year i haven't seen enough to do that that's why i don't like this this prism where we look at who's better wilson donald it's not all about that because it's the rookie window it's the contract you get now i mean sam donald's about to get paid after this next year whether he plays well or not most likely like as long as he doesn't bomb it He's going to be making in the twenties, if not over yeah, thirty it's like, million. Is he going to be? So, a st- well, it's it's first. Is he a starting quarterback in the NFL? If he is, then he's going to be at a certain threshold. If he isn't, he's going to be at backup money. Yeah. But then even then, you're yeah, going to if, be if paying. If he is, and he he probably will be, is like twenty five. You're going to be looking minimum. at Mariota backup money, which is seven eight million, which is a lot for a backup. You know. Yeah. So I I, I mean we I mean we don't want if, and you know at that point you'd rather trade him earlier than do what we did now. But it's just, it's not just solely who's going to be better, Donald or Wilson. I would hope Donald would be better than Wilson in his first year. You know, I can already, you know, Wilson starts at 0-2, Donald starts at 1-1. Oh, the Jets made an awful mistake. I can see it now. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to happen. We're going to be paying Wilson on a, you know, we're going to be paying Wilson on a rookie deal for four years. Like, that's the time to win. Like, that is the clear, that is the window. That's when the Seahawks won. That's when Mahomes and the Chiefs won. That's when, you know, that's when these teams, even with not great quarterbacks, are competitive. And Mark Sanchez, we had so much talent on that team. It's like, how did Mark Sanchez make the two FC championships games? Well, you have Kevin Mawai, you have Dick Mangold, you have DeBrickershaw Ferguson, you have Darrell Revis, you have all these stars surrounding Bart him. Scott. You have, you have a, Thomas Jones as a running back. Bart Scott. You have a star-studded team. That team should have at least made it to a Super Bowl minimum if they had an average quarterback. If we have an average quarterback, we might win the Super Bowl. Um 
Like, we almost beat the Steelers in, the, in that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy about it. Wilson's my guy. If he doesn't pan out, I'll, I guess I'll look pretty dumb. But a second, fourth, and a sixth sounds pretty good to me. 21 picks the next two years. Uh, and a lot of first and second rounders in the next couple. Now it's on to Joe Douglas. The keys, it's three guys. It's on to Joe Douglas, it's on Salah, and it's on Wilson. Those three guys have the keys right now. And I trust Salah a lot with the defense. And Wilson, we don't know. But he's going to have better weapons around him. He's going to have Mims. He's going to have Crowder. He's going to have Corey Davis, who's a very sneaky good receiver. Um, I'm looking. Hopefully we had a tight end. I'm over Chris Herndon. I think kind of like the Giants are over Evan Ingram. Um, Ingram's better, but still, they just draw passes and they're they just will never live up to the hype. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I feel good about it. Douglas, like he, he like at people like oh this pick this pick like his big picks he's hitting on he hasn't had enough time. I heard some guy in the radio shitting on him. They're like, why is this allegiance to Joe Douglas? He's had one full year. You don't just leave someone or a year and a half or something like you need to give him more than a year. Come on, like come on, like this is. This isn't the Cleveland Browns. Like you don't just fire someone every year. That, so, that's kind of like you know, a, a, is it, a mantra of, of bad teams or poorly run franchises is just continually cutting people yeah. off after a year if they're not turning shit around. And the Jets probably should have cut. The Jets probably should have cut Gase after the first year, but he gave you that seven and two stretch down the end. So you, there's there's an angle on it. There's an angle on it, and that was only his second year, also, but. You know, with a GM, I think GMs especially need more time rather than a coach because GMs are assembling the talent and they need to draft their guys and see their guys develop. And I think he has a good eye for drafting talent. I think Salah can de develop the defense. It would be like a, a Sashi Brown or a Sam uh, Inkey situation where, you know, like the Browns turn around, everyone credited what's the new guy, Andrew Barry, but Sashi Brown put together the, all the packages. He got them all the picks that. They and the cap space yeah. that they that yeah. Andrew Barry then turned into a, a solid team. You know, let's. It, yeah. it, it depends on what you're handed. You know, sure. and sa same with Hinky. You, you know, you could you could argue the the Sixers failed in what they did, what they were considering what they had to what they. Oh, what they, they could. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, for sure. They realistically hit on two out of six top ten picks, which is. Yeah. It's pretty Nerlens embarrassing. Noel, Mark Alfalt, there's more. Pretty yeah, pretty bad. It's just the two, the one they hit on was a, a huge yeah. hit, and it was kind of like they branded the process because Joel Embiid took a while with the injuries and everything, so it kind of fit the mantra. And Bruce Brown, um, Brown, you know he, you know he, Brett Brown, sorry, whatever his his bum ass coach's name is, Bruce. <laughs> but uh, you know he was bad for a while, or he had bad years, and they wanted to ride him out, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think right now, at the end of the day, Jets have all the pieces for a fantastic rebuild. It's all about mm -hmm. drafting the right players, developing them, and inevitably, if Wilson's going to be a good player, you see, or not. Robbie Anderson wasn't too excited yeah. about Darnold. I mean, he didn't, he didn't bat, he didn't bash <laughs> him, but he said something like, "Yeah, that was like the last thing I expected to wake up and see." Like, he he didn't like necessarily. Yeah, right. He's like, I thought I got the fuck away yeah, from he this didn't guy. Bash him, but he, he also didn't. Thought... To me, in that situation, not being happy about it is is bash. That's your time for a ringing endorsement. You know? Yeah. So any anything other than praise and was I think, bashing. Uh, yeah, that may also be because Teddy Bridgewater's still on the team. In regards to the Panthers. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to request a trade. I think if you're the Broncos, you trade for him because he's definitely better than Drew Locke. Yeah, but I mean, who, I Drew think Locke. the Broncos are one of those teams that you got to expect are going to be looking to move up to four, five, six, seven. Yes, yes, and do that, but still, yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to cost much. Like, he's got mm -hmm. a decent contract. Like, I don't, you're not giving he's up got big draft 20 million cap, cap for the next two years. Like, each year, yeah, 20 million. Yeah, but I'm saying, Sam Darnold. If you're getting like you're not getting more than a third or a fourth for Teddy, I don't think like especially at this like, point you know Teddy, they want out. So here, you know they want. Yeah, it's like you know Teddy is yeah they don't have any leverage like Teddy like in regards to Teddy versus Sam, Sam has a much higher ceiling but a much lower floor. Teddy right now, who is the better quarterback right now? I'm saying Teddy's the better quarterback right now. Um, I I just think he gives you a better chance to win right now. He's not going to turn it over. He's going to get the ball to the receivers, but like. You know, we're assuming Donald is going to be the quarterback of the future. They're trying to rebuild as well. They have a young defense. You know, McCaffrey, I don't really know how this plays into because by the time they're good, he's going to be old. He's going to be, you know, a few years from now. This isn't a – they're not going to be great in a year or yeah. two. So, 
Um, who knows I think how he looks this year with his injuries? Like, is he going to be a guy yeah. who's now injury prone? Yeah, I mean, what? It, I mean, he missed what? Hard he to missed, tell. He missed what? 12, 13 weeks this year. Yeah. Came back, came back for a week. You know, missed seven weeks, came back for a week, and then was out for the rest of the season. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously their season was over, so there's no point in him rushing back. But, I mean, who knows what he's yeah. going to be like? That's a pretty expendable position. I, I, yeah, it is. I, I also I do really like Robbie Anderson from a fantasy perspective and DJ Moore. Um, I think they'll both be top twenty receivers. Uh, I think. I bet we'll see the Panthers. You know, I think I bet we'll more see talented. the Panthers use a lot of draft picks on uh, defense. I mean, on offense this year, they didn't draft a single offensive player last year. I think they used I know, seven or all eight picks on defense. Year. They need to build their line now. They need to build yeah. their lineup now. Um, Maybe some picks on defense still, and they need a tight end for Christ. They like with that if they got yeah, Kyle Pitts. Saying. I think ooh, I think it's Kyle a lock. Pitts, they're taking Pitts or 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 Sewell or Slater or. Sewell, I mean, I just yeah. don't see uh, if one I, of them. I think like, it's hard to see where uh, uh, avenue where one of them doesn't fall to Carolina. Fall to I them, mean, yeah. I guess you could. Because you're thinking four quarterbacks go there. Four quarterbacks are going to go in the yeah. first. Yeah, I mean, five I guess uh, I mean, there's a there's obviously a world where that happens. You know. Uh, there's a world where Pitts could be taken at four or five, and and six. You know, there's all four of those team, all three of those teams could take him. The Lions are going to take Pitts, but they very well could take Sewell. Um, but they then could. you have then you have I Chase. Then you I have Chase take a at, at, available. So where do you what do you do there? You know, yeah. then do you not take Chase as as the Panthers. It's hard not to. Yeah, and I, I think he'd be. The, I think he'd be the least likely to fall there because I think the Lions would 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 scrap yeah. him up quick because I think they're looking at like Waddle possibly a quarterback, um, but and then I don't know. Like even from the Broncos' perspective, I'm saying like Teddy Bridgewater is a really solid, serviceable quarterback. Like you can still trade up to four and get your guy and like have Teddy for a year or two. Like you know, not two, but like you know, what I'm saying like if you want him to be the the bridge quarterback. He can be a bridge quarterback. He's you can win with him as a bridge quarterback. Yeah, and then and then when I think you know least, when you, know. you have to release him in a year, it's water under the bridge. <laughs> Double puns. Bridge, there we go. The, the bridge quarterback and water under the bridge. Um, there we go. I can't believe the draft's still like what three weeks away. Yeah. A month away. <laughs> it's, like, wait, it's late this I, um, year though. April April twenty ninth, I believe, is the day is round one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Moving along, though, baseball started, and I am going to retract the statement that I made last week saying the Red Sox would win over 90 <laughs> games. Red Sox are not winning over 90 games. Wait, when did they, you say 90? I thought you said over 80. Oh, you said like over. You said over 80? 82 or whatever there, or 80 and a half, whatever their win total is. Yeah, whatever the 80, 80 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. 80 yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not going to finish above 500. Um, no. I know it's early, but. Not. Man, not having Chris Sale for half the season, that's going to hurt. Who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back. But so far, it does not yeah, look three, good. Three losses. Does not look good for the Red the Sox. Years. Not a good start. Not good. And got yeah. smoked, yeah, too. Yeah, they weren't it's close. Not even like they were, <laughs> it's not even like they were good, good games. Like, well. they just got smoked. And then, I mean, beat the Rays. That's good. Beat, beat, the, beat up on the Rays a little bit. So that that's nice to see. But still... It's just, it's just not gonna, not gonna be a fun getting, year. Is it better getting blown out or, or losing the first game of the year when it's an easy win because your manager doesn't let your starting pitcher throw more than seventy-seven pitches? Neither can um, be good. I don't even know. Yeah, neither's good. Um, no, I mean, Luis Rojas just... needs to go. This man needs to go. He's a bona fide scrub. <laughs> One game in, Sully's like, get this guy out of here. I've never been a fan. I, I mean, like, I knew people liked him. And after last year, it's like, let's give this guy a shot. You know, he was never the guy. You got to remember, he was never the guy. It was Carlos Beltran. And then, obviously, remember the scandal with Beltran, obviously. So, like, you know, that's kind of taking us back before last year. And, the you know, the way, but so this was our second choice in, in the in-house you know, prototypical, we're going to stay in-house. So, this isn't our first option. Uh, I know the minor league players like him a lot. That's the only thing that I really like about him. But his in-game situations from handling the bullpen when I saw last year, and this year not letting your ace, you know, the best pitcher, not going to say of the decade because he hasn't done it long enough, but the best pitcher right now far and away, no offense, Garrett Cole, no offense, Bauer, 
um fuck you yeah. offense power <laughs> um but like <laughs> like uh you can you you can throw more than 77 pitches and i'm sorry if i want if i'm the grom i want you fighting more the grom you need to fight more like you're gonna be like look like have you seen this bullpen have you seen this bullpen last five years have you seen the offense i i've drove in one of the two runs today this is like happens half the time i bat he's our leading batting average he's our leading in war after game one he's the leading slugging percentage after game one like he did the whole thing the offense was him so i mean he was otani before i, I otani. mean leave the guy in leave the guy in for his bat leave the guy in for pitching leave him in period have him have him hitting on on daisies off have him pinch hitting just give me as much degrom as i can but don't take him out in a two nothing game now, the Yankees did something similar. They took out Montgomery. I don't know what the pitch count was, but they were up 6-0, 7-0. Like yeah, 6-0. So that, game, that game's over. That game's over. Montgomery's a younger pitcher. Plus, the Yankee bullpen's we been, don't know been really stamina. solid so far, even though it, it hasn't been yeah, heralded. So that's, been those solid. are all different factors. If you're if you're up 6-0 in, like, the seventh inning or later, the game should be over. Like, the game's – and, like, if you're the Yankees versus the Orioles, the game's over. But, like, you're the Mets. Like, we've done this – I've seen it so many times, like – I feel like I'm so crushed. Like, this is game 130, and I'm just broken. And it's game one. I feel broken. Yeah, it's it's a rough start. I, 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 like, you, next time he's pitching, you let him go 120. I'd, I, I'm not kidding. I'd, I'd, I'd rather him possibly, the possibility of him getting hurt than losing like that every time. Because that's exact formula that's going to happen. I know we were rusty, whatever. I still liked some of the pitchers, May, whatever, but 77 pitches, six innings. Oh, my God. Like, if you do that one more time, like 85 pitches and you're out, like, literally fire him on the spot. Like, you, this is your best player. Best player since Tom Seaver. I wonder how much of a you're, leash he you're, has. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. These, these baseball coaches seem to have more of a leash than I think they should. Terry Collins, okay. Terry Collins, I wasn't a fan of Terry Collins either, but he at least he at least fought for his team. He at least got really fired up, and he took us to a World Series, obviously, as much as I didn't like some of his decisions. There was a track record and fighting for a team, the team fighting for him. We had a lot of passion for that team, so there's tons of reasons why we kept him. But historically, like some of these guys... They, they just they get the benefit of the doubt, or we don't want to fire them midseason. I say, fuck it. You want to win games? It's a business. Win games. Trying to, like, who? We don't got to be like. I wonder we, who would be available and ready to go. Like, is there are there any big name managers out there that don't really. Give me Buck Showalter right oh, now. What about uh, Mike Scotia? Is he still. I, I know he's. Mike Scotia? Yeah, he's retired, I believe. Give me, give me literally any of the guys you're about to name. Give me. I'll take Willie Randolph. I don't even Willie. care that. I mean, he wouldn't be my yeah, he top. Didn't, he didn't really get another but, shot um, anywhere else. Willie Randolph. No, and he was our manager for a while, maybe five years. Uh, yeah, you years. guys went to the NLC, NLCS with him. Like, it, it's not like I mean, he's had more success than anyone else in the last fifteen years. He wasn't. He, she, oh, I guess he wasn't. You, the you guys went to the World Series in twenty fifteen. I forgot about that. Yeah. He, he, he was a decent manager, I think. Like, I just think, like, the fan base liked Willie a lot. Like, he was a really likable guy. He was a New York guy. Um, he was a really likable guy. I don't think he was the best manager, but, like, he, he like most Mets fans, like, we liked Willie. Like, even, like, Bobby Valentine. Like, I know Tom hates him because he sucked with the Sox, but Bobby Valentine obviously <laughs> had success. Like, another guy I really liked. I think Bobby Valentine probably was a better manager. Um for the course of his career and he had different opportunities other than the Red Sox. But, you know, it's just like we said it before, how hard is managing? How, like, I know there's some parts that are hard, the double switches, you know, not using all your lefties and this and that. Eventually that should, should be second nature to you. And we're, I mean, we're obviously not doing it on a nightly basis, but it's just, it can, can um, when you compare it yeah. to every other professional coaching job. It's, it's like, yeah, okay, you need to know, like, you need to, there's these certain little situations you need to manage, but, like, comparing that to being an NFL head coach or an NBA head coach, and it's an, it's an embarrassment. Oh, it's yeah. It's an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's like, it's like the term manager, because it's like not even, a, like, you're managing, you're not, like, coaching, like, 
Like the like the manager doesn't really yeah, coach every, that much. Every like, MLB manager like, is the Alex he, Smith of quarterbacks. Yeah, he's just putting the guys in position and just like it's like it's like a game of chess. Like that's like what it is. Like, and if it doesn't work out, you're just like, I know, oh, Dave, oh well, you know best. It didn't work out. <laughs> like I know. Yeah, Dave, you know basketball, but like I'm sure, like if you're drawing up plays, like an NBA, like like what are you gonna do? Like what do you do in NBA set? Yeah, I mean like, you have to have do- like, dozens of offensive sets, plays for every situation. Like this isn't. You think like yeah, like you run an inbound play like, once in in the NBA, every single team knows exactly what that play is and what, what you call it in that situation. Like yeah, you're like, you, do it, you do it you're, once. You're done. I'm sure it works. Yeah, like, it, cool. it, if it works, you, you, can, it, you can't like, do it again. Like, you could do it like one more time the rest of the year. You know. Like, because they just know the scouting is so yeah. good. They know every team has to scout in the building yeah. for every game. That's what people don't like realize. You know, every the Knicks yeah. send a, a guy to every game. You know, it might not be all eighty-two of every every team, but if they've got you know the Clippers, the Spurs, and the Celtics coming up next week, they've got a guy at each of those teams' games leading up to that, like the the weeks leading up to that. You know. And I'm sure, like, division guys are at every game. It's The level of scouting in the NBA and how much goes into it is is another level. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a billion scouts in the baseball, only other too. Thing, the only other thing that I think where is, like, from a manager, like, obviously, NFL coaches coach, but also, like, I've seen them really butcher timeouts. That's the only other thing where it's, like, NFL coaches and timeouts. When I'm watching games, I'm literally, like, pretending I'm the coach. I'm, like, timeout this. Like, I am... And I'm very good at the two-minute drill. I, I will, like, I'm very good at the two-minute drill. Like, maybe it's easier when it's on TV, but still, you have clocks all around you. You have the time everywhere. Like, you have someone telling it in your ear. You have, like, it. that's something that another thing in professional sports, it's obviously way harder than baseball, but these guys fuck it. Like, Mike Tomlin was the worst at it for years. Like, some of these guys just don't know, like, and quarterbacks as well. Once you use your timeout, went to, like, you know, 20 seconds left and you're spiking the ball when you have three timeouts, like, no, don't lose the down. You have the timeouts. Like, you're not even going to be able to use all your yeah. timeouts. Like, so many situations where they just don't have a feel for the – it's like a feel thing. Like, because you have so many different situations with the NFL. Like, you, you're never going to have the same exact I, I situation. NBA, like, I feel NBA left? coaches are the down? best at that in real – like, real-time situational clock management, foul management, timeout management. Uh, you know, how do it – like, I, I – well, clock clock management is definitely easier because you're not working with downs and the clock running. Yeah, and stopping and starting, that and line. yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Stopping it's a, certainly starting. harder, right. but I, I feel like that. I feel like there's the the least conventional wisdom mistakes down the stretch in in the NBA. Yeah, no, I think they're you know calling the timeout, advance, you know, letting them play or yeah. not. Um, Makes sense. Um, yeah, the. Um, the NBA though, there was a there was a move that we've all wanted to be made for the last year. So um, Paul Pierce no longer an analyst. Sully, we finally get our get our wish on that that they get Paul Pierce off TV. But the reasoning behind it, if for those of you who don't know, is Paul Pierce went live over the weekend on Instagram to I believe three hundred and fifteen viewers. So kind of pathetic there. Yeah. I know some yeah, of my why, friends who why, could probably get three hundred. Why did he only I, have three? Well, I think it was also viewers. late night uh, in in L.A., so it was like three thirty yeah. or four a.m. in in New York or the East Coast. Yeah, so he went on Instagram Live with um, some strippers, and uh, like, isn't he married too? <laughs> uh, ESPN did not like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. With all due respect, <laughs> they are exotic dancers, yeah. and yeah. they're just trying to get through do school. Not, do not dismiss. Yeah. But Paul Pierce just having himself a good weekend, and uh, ESPN said, nope, don't think so. I think they were just looking for an excuse to fire him, and this was a uh, this was a perfect dude, dude opportunity. Was making $1.5 well, million to sound like an idiot uh, every week. Uh-uh. I heard one point. I didn't know he made that much. That's an exorbitant amount until I heard it. I think I heard 1.3 on the Michael K show. That's what I heard. But point three insane is amount too of money. Much. I thought I figured. Yeah. 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 So – this is where I think he's fired regardless, even if he's a good announcer, because he put the live himself. It wasn't someone else. I think once the fact mm-hmm. that he did that, he was, and there was no apology or anything. He was I, done. It, it, he was done. I think even he's if so he so brazen about it, like it does, it doesn't seem, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. You know, the, to me, there's got to be. 
he was either unhappy or he didn't want to. On, her- on heroin I don't know or what it was. Like, some sort of was he drug? really that just like, was he just drunk know. and high and thought, fuck it. Like, this isn't going to be like, no one will know about this. No one will care. And then everyone cared. I mean, we've all put things on our stories that we didn't mean to. Yeah, but it takes it takes effort. Clear it takes effort to go live. He was looking at. No, it. no. I mean, he definitely meant to do it, but I mean, like the next day, in like hindsight, being like, "Oh, I wish yeah, I didn't but do that." He didn't seem like that. I mean, I, I, but he showed yeah, no remorse. That's what I'm he saying. No he's he's <laughs> yeah. smiling, tweeting about how happy he is and how how he's going to be successful no matter what, or he's got money on his mind. I, what I want to hear. What I want to hear is, I want to hear the Rachel Nichols of the world. I want to hear their take. I want to see what, like, put them on the spot. What is Rachel he thinking? Nichols is never going to say a word like, about it. Never once. No one's ever going to ask nope, her, and no know, one, I, and she's, it's never, she, you're never going to get. Matt Barnes, the, give me someone. Richard, Richard Jefferson, anyone, give me the basketball and be like, what happened here? Like, you know, Paul Pierce, what was he thinking? I mean, yeah, you can. And, I mean, can, is it really that big of a deal, though? I mean, is it like. It's in a vacuum. It's, a, it's, it's not, but like a, it, in the world of Disney, it is. When you yeah. work for Disney, yeah. When you work for Disney, I guess you know, it does matter. And he's married. Yeah, he's married. And, I think that's and, what people and, aren't and, talking about. Like, how does his wife feel? How do his <laughs> kids feel? You know, I mean, yeah. And the fact, the fact, he's like, he's he's like, he was doing it in a bragging ma- in a bragging fashion. Yeah, he was brazen like, about it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, he's an NBA player. Of course he can get a stripper. I mean, anyone who has a few hundred bucks can get a stripper, in fact. Like, you don't have to be some celebrity. It was like he was like a 12-year-old kid just seeing his first pair, and he's just like... Yeah, look at this, movies. Like, kid. Like, 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 it's like, yeah, dude, like, the world is full of them. Like, and if you have a lot of money, or if you have money at all, you can you can see a lot of them. Like, I, I, I just, I think he had to have been on something. Well, he was, I mean, he was smoking a blunt alcohol. on the live, so... But... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem too. Weed and alcohol are both legal in California, fully recreationally. So can you really? But still, but still, it's not. But still, you're not going to be. They don't don't smoke blunts on on live TV. No, that's fair. You know, and it's a. You know, it's. That's true. You know, there's a certain. There's a certain. Even though it's allowed, there's a certain standard and image you have to uphold. And I think both of those, especially those together. You're just saying you don't give a fuck and, and, and the ramifications about, you know, because like, like he goes on ESPN, how can you not address it the next day? How can you not address it? How, like, how yeah. can you, you know, here we have Paul Pierce. Oh, mommy, daddy, he was smoking blunts and, you know, hitting strippers asses. Like, That's true. And it goes, yeah, it's just all, you know, there's that whole crowd of like, you know, well, oh, you can do whatever you want. It's just, you know, free country, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and this. This is not. This is not no. cancel culture. First no. of all, this is definitely no. Not no, culture. this is like you. You did something that you you should not have done. Wait, wait and it wasn't but even what? like hate. It wasn't like racist. I mean, it's not racist or this or anything like that. No, just, what a what what about um uh, also that happened since we last recorded? KD getting fined for just body bagging Michael Rappaport in the DMs. That was um, ridiculous. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that he's getting fined, fined. fifty thousand dollars for. Private Something messages. Private messages that a guy who calls himself the king of trash talk aired out because he was getting body bagged. By yeah, Kevin that's my Durant. problem with the whole thing. Is it's it's you don't you don't air those messages out if you're Rappaport. You know, it just no, and you just don't like if you're gonna pretend to be this guy. He was on Undisputed today or First Take, whichever one it was, just crying. I think that was a bit. I think the crying was a bit. I don't know, man. He, he played it off as a bit. <laughs> I don't he, know he, either. I... He said afterwards, like he he played it off as a bit. That's all. According to him, it was a bit, and that's that's what he that's what he's going on the record as. That. Well, also, what? How is he going to? He's the king of trash talk. He's this. He's that. After he releases those messages, so KD gets fined. He doesn't look good from either angle. He he didn't get him good with any insults or anything. KD doesn't look like a scumbag at all. KD is saying what everyone wants him to say. So there's no angle where Rappaport is looking good, like either as a good diss or KD went way too personal or this. There's no angle. So it's not like he can be like, yeah, I mean, to the like masses, King, KD like, doesn't look good. KD, KD, KD dropped as bad a graphic as insults as you can. 
I mean, I get like I'm not saying I'm offended well, I mean, by it, also, and, I, and, I'm, and I think Durant should have been like you know ostracized for it. But it, it, uh, call a spade a spade. But, it didn't, Durant, but I'm saying Durant it didn't drop help. some X-rated shit on him. You know. It, yeah, yeah, but if he, you he got it, shit, if, but it wasn't, it didn't make rap look oh, better. Oh no, 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 no. What I'm saying. Absolutely not. No, and it wasn't anything no, like at all. I'm just so, saying so face value. Katie, made rap Katie look didn't better. look great. It's not like he, you know. Yeah, so Katie comes off looking amazing. So like after this, I'm saying like, rap is like rock bottom. Like this is rock bottom rap. Like he's like, he's he's a he looks like he looks like a pussy. He looks like a weasel. He looks like he's everything. He's, yeah, there's no there's no good out know, of like it every word, on rap side because there's no good out of it. So what role is he supposed to play other than the what was me? Oh, like oh everyone's getting me cupcake. You know what 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 role could he have played? He can't play the no. tough guy. He, and he, that's he, where it's he hurt him. It so hurts that's him down saying. the like, line. He's kind of boxed now into he's, that. Now, it, this is like you know, Katie posts an Instagram and there's a million snakes on his on his Instagram. You know, that was the, the years when he was with Golden State. It, this is just gonna follow rap forever now. You know, until every time he posts a video doing trash talk, which is you know three quarters of his content, it's it's not gonna be respected. You know. This might be the end of his career as a trash talk king I mean, or whatever. What kind yeah. of career did he have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he certainly embarrassed New yeah, York. I, I, I'll tell you I, that much. I don't. I don't. I don't think he was, it was a good <laughs> career at all. I just think. How do you come back from this? All right. Question. We need to get some more questions going. We we need to bring back some trivia. That's for a later date. But, <laughs> all right. All right. But, Let's hear it, Sully. But who has a better chance of coming back and restoring their image, Myers Leonard, or Rap? That's a good one. That's um, a good one. Restoring their image, probably Rappaport. Honestly, um, really? Yeah. Listen, I was gonna go Myers Rappaport, Leonard. At the end of the day, Myers, Myers, Myers Leonard has one skill, and it's on a basketball court. If he can't do that, he has no marketable value to the world. Um, I agree. Rappaport. For sure. At the end of the day, like love him or hate him, he's a topic of conversation. He has residuals from movies. He, he can get other acting jobs. He can, he'll, he'll continue to be a guest no, no, somewhere. I, He's got a very sorry, successful I, podcast. You know, I think he has so many other avenues of ways to be in the spotlight and make money and be relevant. And Myers Leonard just doesn't. I meant like in their, I meant like in their profession. I meant like, like, like Michael Rappaport as a shit talker, what he does best, quote unquote, Leonard as a basketball player, like what's more likely to to like happen in like Rappaport being back and respected in the industry and shitting on people, or Myers Leonard back in the league on a team like um, playing for a team. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you really gauge that on Rapport's side because he's got such a follow, like a locked in following that it doesn't. He's always going to have eyeballs to an extent and you know Myers Leonard is kind of he is what he is as an NBA player he's a he's a, a decent role player um if he gets another shot he's gonna be yeah. what he's been for the last five seven years you know he's gonna but how old is he what is he 28 29 at this point 29. so yeah what's he yeah. at, at, at a, an average role player he's got what five six years at most left in the league if nothing happened and yeah. it's just you know he'll probably get another shot. I mean, he's not so terrible that he's useless to an NBA team on the floor without disregarding no, off the field. I or just off feel the like stuff. the hypocrisy with the hypocrisy with rap is so much greater because he, he's like the complete, the biggest shit talker and he's completely going the opposite. He's the biggest. So I agree. He's just so I, I soft. That, that's how Barstool. we feel. But, but there, right. there's a whole sect of people who see what Durant did as like crossing the line and he went super misogynistic and homophobic and there is some sympathy with rap on rap. I mean, like I'm not saying that's right or that's how people should feel, you know, whether you think regardless of how you feel about Durant's just because you think Durant went too far, that doesn't have to equal sympathy for Michael Rappaport, you know? That doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. they, both of those things, do, or, they can be mutually exclusive, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I think there are, but there is a group of people and a group of his fans that feel he was 
he has the right to be upset and he didn't do that wrong. He they they feel Durant went farther. Of course he has the right to be upset. Of course he has the right to be upset. Anyway. Well, yeah, I mean obviously you're going to be upset when, when it comes to legal people and when anyone talks to you like that. It doesn't matter who it is under any circumstance. Anyone says that to you, you're going to yeah. be <laughs> fucking upset at them and rightfully so. You know? Yeah. But I mean uh, I'm just saying mm-hmm. there's a sect of fans that feel Rappaport like they don't ha- they don't, they feel sympathy for Rappaport and they don't they don't devalue him at all based on this you know that's all i'm saying so i think at the end of the day i think i think rapport has the better chance to remain at the status he is or get close back to close to where he is or was um you know this is one of those like 24 hour news cycle things kind of because the end of the day myers leonard was the one who said the hurtful thing rapport was not the one who said the Mm -hmm. hurtful thing you know what I mean? He was not the one who said the, yeah, the racist yeah. or homophobic or sexist or whatever you want to call it, whatever realm that we're talking yeah. about. He didn't say it. He was on the receiving end, whether it was right or wrong or, or indifferent or however you feel about it. He wasn't the one who did it. Liars Leonard was the one who did it. So that's why I give rap the edge yeah. there, whether right or wrong. But that that's my prediction. I think Leonard will get another shot, and I think he'll he'll be, you know, the same the same guy he Solid. was on some other team for the next four or five years and retire with, you know, 110 million in the bank or whatever he's going to make. And that's it. Give you seven and four, maybe 30, 38% from three. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting though. (laughs) I just, I thought it was funny that Rappaport aired out those DMS and just acted like a total bitch. But, um, I think, uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Nice, good one for you guys. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast and go check out the store at BleacherFan.com. Go grab yourself some merch. We got some nice t-shirts. We got a bunch of other good stuff in there. Weather's getting warmer. Get a new tee for the spring season. And uh, we will be back next week.